take a small sip of your <laughs> Perrier. It's bubbly in my mouth. Bubbly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're going we're going headphoneless today. Yes, this is happening. Okay, mm-hmm. amazing. Um, do you are you a fan of carbonated drinks? Is that your recently? Now I am. Like honestly, oh, okay. I would just drink. My, I would just drink water. Like, I don't drink coffee in the morning. I don't do anything. Yeah. And my partner always had bubbly drinks, and yeah. I was never really into it. But then she started getting me into it, and, uh, yeah, that's – so it's kind – it's not, like, my thing, but I like it now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I've never I've never been in a carbonated drinks, and, like, now for, for some reason I, like, I don't know, open it can of coke and i'm like whoa this is not something that teenage eric would have done <laughs> no but but that's what i mean I, it's yeah. nice to have that kind of without the sugar of of coke yeah yeah this is really weird without the headphones in that's put what i'm thinking i can i'm gonna put these on because now i'm used you feel to, naked i feel oh i like this actually yeah this is a lot this is nice there you go this yeah is a lot better. yeah, this yeah. Feels, this feels into it i'm into it now um, yeah <laughs> um how's it going okay first of all I I am so happy to see you again. Genuinely, I am I'm very happy to see you again. I feel like uh, you are someone that I have uh, a very like unique connection with, and the reason why is because um, we shared something so special together, and and mm-hmm. and the you know the making of of a film, and you know going through the rounds of that, and having met very uh, very organically, mm-hmm. and. You know, going through that process as as one does on a film, like it's never, um, it's never it's never easy, and it's always it's always a journey. And I think like you know, I always I always sort of look back on anybody I I've been in the you know in the film world with in those in those you know I was gonna say film trenches, but I don't think that's <laughs> that's appropriate. But um, but any anybody who I've been in the thick of it with on a film. Um, during the process at whatever point, I always hold very near and dear to me. So it's really good to uh, to see you, Harrison. Yeah. No, it's good to see you too. And then you were like, oh, you want to come on my podcast? I was like, <laughs> absolutely. It's been a year since I've seen you. And yeah, yeah that, that experience was my first experience being paid to act and my first feature and my first lead. So there's a lot of firsts for me too and there's a lot of firsts for you. Yeah. And it was yeah. It's the biggest learning experience that I've had to date mm-hmm. with acting. Well, I didn't know. I actually didn't know that it was your first. I didn't know that it was your first. Uh, your first feature, or maybe you told me that. Did you tell me that? Yeah. No, it was yeah. my first feature. The I oh, wow. I had only done. I had only done student films before oh, wow. that, and I only okay. did. I did. I did three student films. One of them, I didn't have a line. <laughs> I like had to like. I had to like. It was a. It was a silent on camera, and I had to come in and like cry on the spot. It was yeah. like I was. I was just like a random person at a funeral, and yeah. Oh. So I'd only done a couple student films, a couple shorts, and then and then I was like basically, what is it? Baptism by fire with that, like with with the first feature that we did, um, and that, oh. that was just like that yeah. was just like my first yeah. real experience, like kind of yeah. That's a really good analogy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was wild. <laughs> yeah, and 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 I think um, I mean well. So those who so uh, for those who don't know, so Harrison was uh, one of the leads in um, on the fringe of wild, on the fringe of wild, directed by Emma Catalfamo. I uh, produced it, um, and and yeah, so like you know, shooting in North Bay for two weeks, uh, and also very notably like 
you know, and I'm very curious to know your side of this, but, you know, shooting for two weeks, wrapping on March 14, going home March 15, 2020, okay? Like, I was getting calls days before, days before, mm-hmm. like, from other people on other shoots, like, hey, man, like, I'm so sorry, like, your thing, you know, didn't work out, or I'm so sorry you had to you had to rap, and I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. I'm like, I'm not rapping anything. We're still going. And they're like, what? <laughs> like, well, this union show just shut down and this this show movie just shut down and whatever. And uh it sort of hit me that this was a lot bigger than than we thought. Mm-hmm. And um I mean, I wasn't nervous about being shut down because we weren't a union show, and so the only thing that really could shut us down was the law, was the government. Yeah. You know, like there wasn't any union looking after us. Um so what was that like on your end? Your so we shoot this movie, we shoot it for, you know, two weeks again. We were going home on March fifteen. What is that sort of process like like for you? Yeah, I think like looking back on it, like COVID and all that stuff didn't seem real. I legitimately like when we were well, we'd wake up in the morning and we'd go to breakfast at the at the hotel and we'd be yeah. seeing like some updates on on the on the screen. Like yeah. we'd be watching like Trudeau come on and be like giving some sort of thing. And yeah. my parents were in Mexico at the time too. Oh my god! And I had actually because it was so cold when we were filming, and so I was like, I was like, I want to go to Mexico with my parents. So I had actually booked a trip in the middle of our in the middle of our filming to go to Mexico and I had to cancel, I had to cancel my flight. I still have my credits, my WestJet credits that I have to like redeem. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And they were, they were okay with you canceling and and everything, I guess, because of the, because of the pandemic. Yeah. Like it, it was like, because we were right on the cusp of it. We were right on the cusp of it when it was like, it was like, it was just becoming a thing. People were just talking about it, but people didn't take it seriously. I legitimately thought when we left that we would, I was like, Man, what am I going to do for a two-week quarantine? I literally thought it was just going to be a two-week quarantine. Yeah. But but no, it was so it was so wild uh filming it um and having it end like we ra- I'm so I'm, we're so lucky. We're so lucky that we wrapped when we did. Yeah. Um I can't imagine what would have happened if we weren't <laughs> able to fill all the, all of all of the I don't, scenes. Yeah, I don't think I don't think we would have I think there would have been a very very interesting uh very interesting process. I mean, you know, Having done, having done, like say three quarters of the film, let's say, and having to shut down, I don't know how. I don't know how we would have come. What back. we would have happened because we wouldn't have got, been able to go back until it took like it took like a year for things yeah. to kind of like be able to. But yeah, but yeah, like when we but had even our so taking place in the winter too, right? Yeah, we would have had to go back like totally, like in like December of twenty twenty <laughs> or whatever. Like yeah, yeah, that's so true because snow and like the cold was such a important aspect to that film. Yeah, we wouldn't have yeah. been able to. It, yeah, if like the the shutdown would have like released, yeah. we wouldn't have been able to just go back in the spring or whatever. Yeah, exactly. oh my gosh, that's so true. Yeah, but when we wrapped and we had like a wrap party, yeah, we went to that bar. We played pool and stuff like that. Right. That was the last time I went to a bar maskless for years. Yeah. It was the last time I went like drinking with friends. Yeah. Was that was our rap party? Mine as well. Yeah. Yeah, that that mine as well and uh I I uh I I I couldn't I couldn't really believe like it 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 resonated with me that that experience and that process resonated with that with me that much more when I had left and yep. uh when I had left and I had realized that that was going to be 
that that was the last. Well, that that might be the last time, but also months down the road, reflecting on it, yeah, and being like, that was the last time I ever saw uh, anybody, and it was, uh, yeah. It was yeah. so wild. Like we were, especially yeah. like the process of of shooting, but mm-hmm. also the process of like being in a hotel, sharing meals with everybody, yeah. like being around that many people every for day. that every day. Yeah, and being yeah. able to talk to people, and then you go to the, and then you just go back home, wherever you are. You're, you're quarantining in this like stark contrast of like people, people, people talking, 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 mm-hmm. and then you're around nobody. Yeah, yeah. Wild, yeah, yeah, so wild, and and <clears throat> but but that and that's and that's why I say like that's why I say you know I feel like we have a very a very unique sort of thing that we've shared mm-hmm. um, because of that. And so, when were you when were you supposed to go to Mexico? Were you leaving like right after yeah. the shoot? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god. And then and then my sister is a journalist, so she's like on the cusp of like all of like the the um the announcements and things like that so she's really into the the political sphere as well yeah. so she was like they are going to announce this shutdown and, and she had like the inside scoop and and she was talking to my parents and she's like get home now they're going to close everything you're going to get stuck the airports and all this stuff so then my parents ended their trip early and then I was like I'm not even going so my yeah my sister wow. like saved us wow. oh my god <laughs> and how long how long did it take for you to then go back home when did you like, because uh, when did you move out of Toronto and actually, like, just, like, leave the city? and? Yeah, well, it, like, it was, um, oh, my gosh. No, I had moved out of the city a few months before mm-hmm. the pandemic happened. Mm-hmm. So my lease came up, and I was living with a roommate, and I was like, I, I don't, I don't want to live with a roommate anymore. Yeah. So I wanted to find my own place. So I, like, went home just for a bit because I was, like, doing this stuff with, like, a real estate agent, just trying to find a place. And then and then I was doing that for a couple months. I didn't find anything, and then and then the shutdown happened. So I was already at home yeah. for a bit, but I didn't expect to be home for, like, that long afterwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. In- incredible. And... Uh... Well, now we're back and we're in mm-hmm. person finally and and uh, and we're here. So I guess like sort of tracking back now when you're when you're going back and you're thinking, okay, you know, um, even before the feature and you're and you're getting into acting, let's say, like what what made you because you didn't start off acting, right? No. Like you were you used to be a hockey player. Mm-hmm. And so talk about so talk about that. Talk about being a hockey player and then transitioning into acting because those are two very different stages, you know, and very different sort of career paths. What was so what was that like for I guess starting off in hockey first and foremost? What was that like? Yeah, um, hockey was my life. Like I I started out pretty pretty late actually as like a Canadian hockey player. I started at nine, which is like pretty much learning how to walk at the age of five. Oh, um, wow. So I like yeah. So I skated before, but yeah, I started at nine and then just sunk into sunk into hockey. And I was like, okay, hockey, hockey, hockey. It's my life. Yeah. And that's what I like revolved my identity around. So I'm transgender, and yeah. for me, looking back, like that kind of immersion into the athletic world, Mm -hmm. I was able to, like, tie into being called an athlete, being called a hockey player, not being called, like, a girl or a guy. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, like, it was, like, my life. And I played on the women's side. Yeah. uh, For my whole career. Um, And then I played, I played professionally for for three years. And I couldn't really make a living with that. And I was also not able to physically transition. Mm -hmm. So I had to make the decision when I was 24 
to either keep playing or retire and start some hormone therapy and kind of live my life as the man that I wanted to be. Yeah. Um, so you decided to transition at 24. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, okay, I've, I've played for three seasons professionally. I, I've, um, I was actually the first transgender athlete in professional hockey. I, I, I won a couple championships, and I was like, okay, that's, like, a nice way to, like, hang up the skates. Yeah. And I didn't know what I was doing after that because I was hockey hockey, hockey. And then suddenly I had stopped playing. I didn't have anybody telling me where to go. Like I, I I didn't have any set schedule where I had practices, where I had games. I, I, people told me what to eat. People told me when to wait, when to like weight lift and all these types of things. And then suddenly I was just on my own and I was trying to find who I was without Mm -hmm. hockey, without like the rink, without that kind of regimented schedule. Yeah. And I tried, like, I tried to find, like, a 9-to-5 job. I had a business degree. I went to University of Maine. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I haven't used my degree since I graduated. <laughs> so I was like, okay, maybe I'll try, maybe I'll try to get a 9-to-5. And I applied everywhere, and I didn't get anything. And I was meeting with people, and I was just, like, thinking about my life, like, going putting on a suit. Like, I, I don't know. I was like, I was what like. What area were you trying? Like what sort of job? I was trying like uh, anywhere really. Like there's like that banks. Um, yeah. I was trying to get into like the NHL and do, do things like that. Cause I do a lot of public speaking and I do a lot of work with the NHL. Yeah. And I was trying to maybe like do some sort of sport thing. Uh, maybe work for, maybe work for a team, yeah. uh, uh, like a hockey team. But I was really coming up empty. And it was really depressing, and it took me like a year, really, to kind of, and I was, and I was starting to physically transition. I wasn't really recognizing myself. I was just like mm. in this constant flux yeah. of like deciding career wise or and personal wise, um, and it was it was pretty dark. It was pretty dark for a year, and then suddenly I was like, I need to meet new people, and yeah. I need to new branch community. out. Yeah. yeah, because like all my hockey friends were busy with hockey, and I was just alone. <laughs> So yeah. I took an improv class, and I went to Second City because uh, I was living in Toronto, mm-hmm. and I loved it. I had never really done drama as a kid or, like, performance in that way, but I did I did public speaking. That was the most uh, performance that I did. And then when I came out publicly as trans when I was playing hockey, mm-hmm. I was doing a ton of documentaries. So I was getting filmed all the time uh, oh, wow. by, like, ESPN, uh, TSN, uh the players, players' Tribune. So I was having some pretty ho- high-profile people following me around with, like, boom mics and all this stuff. And I was like, this is cool. I like this. And yeah. this public speaking, too, where I was like, I memorize lines. I memorize 20-page scripts, and I do well talking. Yeah. So I, um, so anyways, long story, long story long, I did this improv class, and then some people were like, hey, would you ever, like, look into acting? And that was a time when Scarlett Johansson was going to play a trans man and the backlash was like, Scarlett right. Johansson's not trans. She can't play that. Yeah. And there was this big con- big controversy with that. And and people were talking about trans actors playing trans roles. And I was, like, thinking to myself, this is before, like, Elliot Page. Mm-hmm. And, like, Elliot Fletcher was kind of um, another trans actor that uh, was pretty prominent. But I was, I was thinking, I was like, I don't really know any trans actor that is the same caliber as Scarlett Johansson. That could that could carry that. I, I couldn't think of anything, and I was like, there is a large gap where there's people wanting to tell trans stories, mm-hmm. but I don't really see the actors there at the time. Yeah. So I was like, 
that'd be cool if I did that. I'm gonna change. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I was like, I, I was a representation that I needed through through hockey. Mm-hmm. And that visibility really helped a lot of people. I had a ton of people reach out to me and be like, hey, just seeing you like play your sport helped me either play their sport or they took that and they're like, I came out to my family and stuff like that. So I had a lot of positivity from that. And I was like, the visibility of having a trans actor on screen, mm-hmm. that'd be pretty impactful. Cause I wanted to carry on that same that same trans activism that I was doing, LGBTQ plus ad- activism and, and awareness and spreading a, a message that trans people are just like any other person. Yeah. Um, that's what I live by and that's what I do on a daily basis. And I was thinking there would be a really cool opportunity for me to be that representation on screen that I saw was lacking. So it was like a myriad of a lot of things of like Scarlett Johansson, my improv <laughs> class at Second City, and me just not knowing what the hell I was doing. Yeah. So then I am I enrolled for a beginner's acting class at LB Acting Studios. <laughs> and from there I like found a real love for it. Well yeah. when you're uh when you eventually um get on the red carpet or you're at an awards show and you see Scarlett Johansson be like, hey, your mistake actually inspired me to start my career. I would love you know? to say that. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, but but that's that's great, man. I, I'm so, yeah, I'm, that's, it's so um, amazing to, to hear that because I, I'm a true believer in ev- like everything happening for a reason. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And I think like you, when you were, de- you, you were describing, you know, trying to get a nine to five job and, you know, doing stuff both in your industry and not, Right. Like you said, you were going to banks and whatnot, but then you also tried to like think of opportunities with the NHL or, or, or whatnot, but, but getting shut out, I feel like that sort of led you to where you have to be Mm -hmm. right now. And, but, but you're still doing work with them though, right? You're still doing, yeah. 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 Like I, I still do like a lot of public speaking and, um, like consulting work and stuff like that, Okay, which I love. I think it's great. Um, but there, what we couldn't really find a space for me to be like there twenty four seven. I guess I, I don't know if I was really pushing it. I don't know if I was really actively being like I, I really want to do this. So let's figure out how to do this. I just, mm-hmm. yeah, we just couldn't, we couldn't really m- meet. I was meeting with like some pretty high profile people, like like vice presidents of like player de- development and oh, wow. stuff like this. <laughs> but but it was so weird. I couldn't find, I couldn't find a fit. And yeah, everything for a reason. Like, um, my partner really believes in like stuff like that, and uh, was saying, yeah, like it's really great that a lo- all those doors were shut to you, and now you're on this path that you feel really, really aligned with. Mm-hmm. Like in that space when I was getting all the no's, I was like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Yeah. But now looking back on it, I'm like, thank God. Yeah. Thank God I got so many no's. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 well, that's what I think. It's hard. That's what I think is hard for people to, especially like early on in their careers, to really understand is like all of that sort of rejection, it, it is eventually leading you somewhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I I like to think that's what I like to think, you know, and I like to think that um, the rejection we receive from <clears throat> you know specific uh, projects or whatnot is sort of just like leading us to where we need to be. Right. Um, that was, I mean, that was sort of how, like, that's almost sort of how auditions happen too. Right. Like, you know, the greatest, I feel like the greatest piece of advice that I ever got, cause I started off as acting as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I was doing that for, for a while. And there was one audition where, um, there was one audition where I, had like a 10 page script to, you know, memorize. Oh and, and I ended up, um, 
uh, and I had to do it in like two days and I was like practicing the hell out of it and then I get there and I flop and we do it like two or three times and then at the very end uh, this woman looks at me um, well I mean we connected about this we've had a full circle moment I'll tell you that in a sec but it was uh, Susan and Sharon Forrest oh nice yeah and so one of them I can't remember who looked at me and she was go and she went uh uh, I'm going to give you a piece of advice. I'm like, yeah, sure. And she's like, we need you more than you need us. Mm. And at the time I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, totally, yeah, that totally makes sense. And she's like, she's like yeah, like you understand? I'm like, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Left the audition room, friggin' cried, didn't <laughs> understand. I was like, why would she say that to me? Like, what do you mean you need me? Like, I need this job. I need you. Like, I need to make it and this and that. And it was only until that I started auditioning for my own stuff and people would come in and I wanted them to be good. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I really wanted – because you want to find your person. Mm -hmm. And um, I said to this one guy, I gave him the same advice. I said, we need you more than you need us because we are here to find our like our characters and we, we want you to be good. Um, and I gave him that same advice. And then this year at my fest – at um, uh, I run a film festival, the Future Film Showcase, and we uh, we had uh, Susan and Sharon Forrest on as guests. And Amazing. so we got on a call with them, and I said, do you remember? <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh, do we? <laughs> so it was a full circle moment, like, I don't know, almost 10 years later. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, but it, it brings me back to it brings me back to being led to where you're supposed to go, mm -hmm. right? And uh, I feel like even for you in your career, like when you so when you were you know finally when you decided acting is going to be my thing, this is what I'm going to pursue. What are some of the pitfalls you found of that decision? Like, have you had to sacrifice sort of other things as well? How old are you now, actually? Oh my god, I can't believe you asked that. No, I'm 28. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so when you start, yeah, so you started, I guess, yeah, so you started a few years ago yeah. with acting, mm -hmm. right? So like what has been, what has been the, and you've done so much, like you've done a considerable amount of things since then, right? Like you've already made, you've already done a feature, you're already doing other projects. Like wh what is that sort of like, what is that path, where has that path led you? And have you had to sacrifice sort of other things? <sighs> yeah, I think, um, Yeah, that path. That path. Like since I since I started, um, I have been doing. Yeah, I, I, I recently just got uh, my full union membership too. Oh, yeah, fantastic! So I'm fully part of the uh, of Actra, which is pretty cool. That's amazing. Um, but some, yeah, like I think for me, like I guess I, it's my free time now. I didn't realize actually how much um, training that needed to be done like like i i knew that i knew that it was going to be hard work yeah. um but now like i don't know it doesn't feel like i'm sacrificing a lot like now i'm doing like a ton of extracurriculars i'm doing a ton of classes i, I recently started karate um oh. so my evenings my evenings are always just jam-packed um which is which is kind of hard like when you're trying to like juggle like a relationship when you're trying to juggle um being like being a human outside of 
of the craft, being a, a human outside of acting. Like I know that sounds so pretentious, outside of the craft. I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> um, that, for me, is actually something that I'm really grappling with um, in the last little bit. Like um, The past like month or so, I've felt really overwhelmed by all the things that I feel like I need to do. Interesting. Um, and I think it's because I went from being an expert in hockey, and now I'm a beginner at acting. And I'm holding myself to the same standard that I that I did when I was playing professional hockey. And I and I I'm I've really had to change my mindset to be like, Harrison, if you were that hard on yourself when you were two years into playing hockey, when you were eleven years old and you were playing house league and you thought that you had to be a professional caliber athlete. You thought you had to be Austin Matthews or something. Yeah. And I was holding myself to those standards. And I was like, if I'm not Timothy Chalamet in this first feature that I'm doing, <laughs> then I suck and I should stop what I'm doing right now. And that's me. I love how Timothy Chalamet is the pinnacle. If not him, oh, then that's it. <laughs> yeah, if I'm not Timothy Chalamet, I should just, just hang up the skates or whatever, whatever you'd say for your retiring acting, hang up the script. I don't know. And, <laughs> and that's something that I've been like, you know what? Harrison needs to relax. Like yeah. you don't need to be taking classes every single day. You don't need to be doing, uh, you don't need to be acting 20 hours every day. Yeah. And, and it was, it was wild. I was like getting really hard on myself. I was trying to wake up early and trying to like read or watch a movie or do something. And I couldn't wake up <laughs> because I hate mornings. I don't drink coffee or anything like that. And I was okay. like, I was like really hard on myself for it. And yeah, no, it's just, it's a process of like learning about yourself as like, as like a human and you have to live to be a good actor. Like you're not going to be a good actor if you're just in in reading and 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 studying and doing all these things and i think that that's the biggest learning curve for me is like sports i knew what i had to do like i i knew i just had to go weightlift for a few hours i had to just stick handle for a few hours i had to practice my skating and i had to practice my skills yeah. and i had to find that way to have that same kind of not same it's just it, it's just more concrete in the sport world and it's less concrete in the acting world yeah. um but i wasn't spending 20 hours a day on my hockey and i was i was even just too but do you find do you find that even with do you find that with sports it's sort of a different it's a different commitment in the sense that you may not be spending 20 hours on hockey but mentally you're yeah. always in the rink yeah you know, yeah. like, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but I think that like, I think that from what I can tell and like in talking to other people, I feel like the pressures we put ourselves on sports, like we may not be necessarily like with film, it's like, you know, pre-production is a constant, constant, constant process. And you can find yourself working all right. day, every day. Yeah. And with sports, it's like you have that one game and practices all around. But I also think your mind is constantly racing, thinking about those games still as well right like you're still sort of in it all the time would was, would you say that or is I would say maybe some people yeah I would say for me when I was playing my best and doing my best it was like I wouldn't be thinking about it 24 7 if I was constantly thinking about it I'd get in my head and then because okay. you have to be so spontaneous in in the games the games are so fast yeah and but like obviously your mind does think about hockey and stuff like that but I think there was like this level of trust that I was like, okay, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this for the day. 
that's the work that I need to do. Now I can kind of check out and and just be ready for when I have to go on the ice again. Was it easier to accept yourself as a hockey player than it is now as an actor? Yeah, I think so. I think like I think there's definitely imposter syndrome. Like I'm 28 years old and um and this is something that I'm doing for my livelihood. Yeah. So I think that there's a lot more pressure on me to like book the gigs, to make the money, to do all those things. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I listen. I, I completely resonate with that. Um, but I think, I think it's also about like having a choice while you're an actor and while you're a creative to be doing the projects that also like fulfill you. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like I know a lot of people, you know, working, 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 and doing all sorts of stuff. But what they're doing doesn't really seem like, like what they're doing doesn't really like it doesn't seem like they're passionate about every individual thing that they're doing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Um, and you meet so many p- kinds of those people, right? It's like, oh, well, so did you like doing this? Like, oh, well, I have to pay rent. Yeah. Oh, I have to, you know, I'm I'm directing this. It's like, oh, my God, like, directing this looks so cool. We got a whole series and, you know, the characters, this and that. And they're like, oh, yeah, I don't know. They just asked me to do it. I have to do a few episodes, too. I need, like, a check in the mail and it's just, you know, whatever. And I get it that that's very real. I understand that. And sometimes, you know, we're all, we've all been there where we have to do jobs just because we have to, like, you know, pay rent or something. But I think, I think at least what I could see from you is everything that you were putting your attention to feels, feels wholesome. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's what I think, like, separates you from a lot of other people that I know is because, like, it, it, it genuinely, when I when I see you from the outside and knowing what I know about you as a person, which isn't much, by the way. Like, we don't know each other very, very well, but, like, I know you to the point that I know you, and, and I can see that what you're doing is 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 truly because you're doing it because you're passionate about it. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like you're the, you're the type of person. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't feel like you're the type of person to just go in and do something for, for the, for the heck, like, just to do something for a check. Yes. No, no, no. Does that I, make sense? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I feel that. I feel that way. I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be able to have some really cool projects, um, yeah. land, land on, in my lap. Um, so yeah, I've been really fortunate to do things. Everything that I've been doing so far has felt really, really aligned yeah. in that way. But I know, I know a ton of people that are pretty jaded by the industry and it's tough. It's a really tough industry. Absolutely. And I, you know, and, and it's so, it's just so crazy to me to like, there's a lot of, you know, people taking advantage of other people and it just, you know, it feels, it obviously feels very like it, it, it feels unorganic sometimes, yep. you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. there is that sort of dark part, but, but so moving forward now, it's like, you know, getting an, like, how do you feel about acting now in this present moment? Now having done, you know, a lot of the training that you have and everything and more, more and more projects, like, do you find yourself expanding? Definitely. Yeah. I, I would love to be on more sets and I would love to film more things because uh, that's where I feel like you learn the most. Uh, but I've been doing everything that I can in in my control because you can't control if you're going to book a role. You can't control if you're going to be on set. So I'm starting to actually write my own stuff, which is pretty cool um, to be able to do projects that I'm really passionate about. And if I'm not booking booking those roles, then why can't I just write them myself? So I'm kind of looking at it more um, more holistically, I guess, is, is, is the term. Um, so, yeah, I've been, like, really branching out into different techniques and stuff. I'm doing Meisner, which is really, really epic. Uh, What's that? 
it's so it's it's like a technique. You, it's like sometimes it's kind of culty, but it's that repetition one. Have you ever heard that one when it's like you have a blue shirt on? I have a blue shirt on. You have a blue shirt on. I have a blue shirt on. Oh, maybe. And then you get like a tweak and something happens and then like you get mad and then you're like, oh, I have a blue shirt. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> it's so weird. That's and, awesome. And, and these I, are acting, these are classes that you're doing? Yeah. So That's I started awesome. out on Zoom. So actually half of my training has been online. So I've been acting for about two, two and a half years. Oh, wow. So yes. I had been, I just recently went into like an in-person Meisner class and it's been like a, a month since I've been doing like yeah. in-person classes. Wow. Which is which is such a trip, but but yeah, like I, so I've been yeah, so how I feel about acting now, I just yeah, it's it's more immersive. Now I'm less focused on like product and like saying the lines and like mm-hmm. and like really like auditioning is really tough. Yeah. It is. It is. And you like are trying to be something that you think that somebody else wants to see. Yeah. But now I'm kind of focusing it on like, no, like I have to find out who I am and what I bring to the material. It doesn't make it good or bad. It's just your interpretation of it. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'm learning more about what acting means to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so and you yeah, find cool. and do you find it's easy to and do you find it's easy to bring your personal experiences in acting as well like do you find like almost there's like for me at least when I was like I was using performance and even now like writing and everything as as therapy as therapeutic you know and I and I bring a piece of myself and my experience can you speak to how like you know how important is that for you to sort of do that and bring those into your performances yeah I think I think before like when I first approached acting and I'd come to like a character that was like sexy charming blah 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 and like the breakdowns of characters i'd be really intimidated by yeah. by that and be like okay how do i create this person yeah but it's actually you're like you're trying you're to you yeah you're you yeah. and yeah. you're just taking your own experiences i think like my experience like um i gravitate towards a lot of like family dynamic roles yeah. and like being able to like bring like my relationship with like my parents into it and like oh, okay. think about like and the trans aspect too um yeah th- I, yeah i think i've i've gone through i've gone through some pretty interesting things in my time on this world i guess yeah. so yeah like i when you're able to bring yourself into it and have like a personal connection it really kind of makes the the process fun and you kind of when you're more connected into like how you are as a person you get like it's I really equate it to that state of of flow. Like with hockey, when I was playing hockey, I when I'd be in a state of flow when I trust myself, when I when I know like like what I can bring to the table and I'm like mm-hmm. really like secure in my skills. The same thing with hockey, with with acting, when I can like bring myself into it and I'm like, oh, I can really connect to this story. I trust myself, I trust my instincts yeah. with that. It really creates that kind of flow and that fun. It's when you when you're trying to become a different person in a way, it's actually more intimidating. It's actually really hard for me. So when I can bring myself into the role, I'm like, yeah, this is great. It's interesting you mentioned that because like when I I remember when I was doing a lot of voice acting, mm-hmm. like going to voice acting auditions. You have I a great had, voice. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Thank you uh, for anybody listening to. <laughs> to this. I'll drop my voice What's demo the, later. <laughs> yeah, um, but, but when I was going on voice acting auditions, I would often change my voice mm-hmm. to appeal to that character. So when I was doing animation, for example, and I would come in and and there was um, 
you know, like, I don't know, what, whatever characters I was auditioning for, I would like, oh, hi, yeah. <laughs> and, the, and, the, and the casting director was like, hey, um, so just imagine you're talking to your friend at recess. You're not using, you know, you're, you're being you. You're using your voice. Mm. You're not making up some sort of voice. And that's where it dawned on me, or not even in that moment, but later on it dawned on me that, like, acting very much is about becoming another person, but... In doing so, you're also like, a, like you're also bringing who you are as a person. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And who you like, and who you actually are as a as a, a as a person. Your your own attributes, and you're bringing that forward. To you're like a filter, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so I guess now, in looking forward, are you are you hoping? Like, where do you see like in your in, in acting and moving forward, do you see yourself doing more features? Do you see yourself doing more shorts or more television? Is there any particular realm that you sort of gear to more so? I think right now I'm still very green, so I'm like I'm open to whatever. Yeah. Like anything that I can do to get in front of the camera, anything that I can do to kind of sink into a character – any opportunity that I have, I'm going to do it, whether that's a short, whether that's a TV show, or whether that's a film. Um, I think for me right now, I have like aspirations to do features. I would love to be in a movie that that is um, that I could go see yeah. uh, at like Cineplex or something. I think that'd, yeah. be, that'd be really epic. Yeah, um, I mean, we're waiting on we're waiting on a Canadian release for On the Fringe of Wild. Oh, shut up! Really? So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, that is still that is still on the heels. But um, am I allowed to say that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we edit just, that out. We've if just we need dropped. To. We've dropped that. Um, but yeah, so so looking forward to doing more of those long format. Yeah, I, yeah. I think yeah. that. But like, I think like an arc of a character on on a TV series would be absolutely incredible. Yeah. I, I would love to to be like a series regular or something like that to kind of mm-hmm. see how my character will be in different different situations and and like growing through like mm-hmm. seasons years. That would be yeah. I would love I would love to do that. But yeah, I think I, I think the goal would be would be features. I think mm-hmm. like dream big. Like I think it would be really cool to be like the first trans actor to win to win an award. Like like yeah. An Academy Award, an Emmy. Like I think that that would be, that's a goal. That's a goal of mine. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. That's that's huge. And 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 uh, in regards to your activism in that in that world, do you find do you find yourself trying to, like, in telling your own story, do you find that it like, you know, you don't want to uh, like, you know, you don't want to be, let's say, like the poster child, let's say, for a trans like, you know, transgender actors everywhere. But how do you feel? Or maybe you do like so. Where where do you where do you sit in that in that area? Like, do you find yourself becoming more or less of a of a person that you know? Like, do you want to be known as someone who is 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 cons- is is obviously advocating for that? But like, I've spoken to people about you know um, their cause and their situation. Not, not being like necessarily like the poster child for any any one specific event like you're trying to help the masses obviously but right. like also engaging and encouraging people to do the work and to learn right yeah does that make sense yeah 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 totally yeah um i think for me i've already been a poster child like through hockey like yeah it was it was pretty intense when when my story dropped and yeah. uh, the amount of people that kind of 
reached out to me and saying that I was a role model for them. So I've had that experience and And you are a hundred percent. I like you you totally are. And I think that's where that's where I'm that's where my um that's what that's where that's what I'm trying to say is that like how has that sort of affected you and your own growth? And moving forward, are you do you want to continue to be that person? Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. I, I, I some people have a hard time with having that like on their shoulders and I and I yeah. I embrace it yeah. in, in a way. And and um yeah, I I don't I I audition for a lot of cisgender roles, um, but um mm-hmm. I also do really love when I get a trans character. Yeah. And I would love to be that trans character that is that a kid sees sees on a show or sees in a movie and set and, and sees themselves in that. So yeah, I would love to, I would love to be um a poster child yeah, in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I embrace that title. Yeah, a lot. yeah. No, that's that's good. And 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 um, I and and then in moving forward to like what sort of and you probably get this question all the time. What sort of uh, what sort of advice would you give to uh, anybody who's struggling with any sort of an identity? Um, what would you sort of like? You know, somebody could be you know yeah somebody like like let's say listening to this who is still trying to figure out. Um, is still trying to figure out what their soul means in the work that they're doing. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do get asked that a lot, and I yeah. and I never really know exactly what to say. Um, I think for me, I tried so long to hide who I was because I was scared that people wouldn't like what they saw, or I was trying to be some. Yeah, I was trying to be something that I thought everybody wanted me to be and living for other people, whether I was living for my parents, whether I was living for a partner or even in the acting world, if I'm living for a casting director or somebody that can give me a job and I feel like I need to be something other than what I am, people see through that. And um, when you put yourself first and you don't worry about how your decisions or how your actions are going to impact others, like as long as you're being a good person and and you're true to who you are... um, that's when you are the most happiest and that's when the people that are meant to be in your life will gravitate towards you. I think the biggest thing that I thought if I was authentic to myself, I'd lose people. Um, and yeah, I did. I did lose some people, but um, the amount of people that have come into my life um, and have been attracted to who I am as a person uh, has showed me that like, I'm just being yourself is the only way to be. And I know it's hard to find that um, and it's scary but know that you're never alone and that there's always people that you can reach out to. And it might be the person that you least expect to. Like people will surprise you um, in in great ways. So, mm-hmm. yeah, just to kind of not be afraid. Yeah. Yeah, because fear holds – fear held me back for many, many, many years. And my only regret of not coming out and being myself was um, that I didn't come out sooner. And that, yeah, that was the biggest lesson that I learned. It's fantastic. How are you making this year your year? Oh my god. You're just dropping all these great questions. <laughs> um, how am I making this year my year? I prep for the interviews, Harris. You do. I can tell. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's, it's, I know. Yeah. Um I think putting myself first is how I'm making this year my year. Good. And um throwing myself into situations that scare me. 
Um, so, like, I reached out to, like, I reached out to Leonardo DiCaprio's acting coach, and I was terrified to, like, send, like, this email and this Sorry, cover Sorry, hold on, hold on, hold on. Rewind, rewind, <laughs> rewind. What? Yeah. Do we have more time? <laughs> Do we have a little bit? <laughs> Can I ask you about that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it was, it was in, um, so, like, the pandemic, everything was online. All these acting things were yeah. online. And yeah. I was like, the world is my oyster. Why don't I just? It's true. Yeah. I mean, it is true. Yeah. We, I, I did, like, I, we did similar, I mean, this isn't about me, but this is, yes, I understand, like, it's almost as if, like, the war, like, your connections to people all of a sudden shortened. Like, like the, the path it took to get a hold of people shortened mm-hmm. yeah. because there were less people in the middle. Yep. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and so, um, you, so you reached out to his agent and you say, hey, so, what's up? So I reached out to, <laughs> I've, I've, I, uh, so the, the book that, like, inspired me the most that like changed my acting was Larry Moss Intent to Live. I love that book. And I was like, how cool would it be if I could work with the with the author and like pick his brain? And I was scared. Like I felt like this like huge imposter syndrome to be like, okay, I'm not I'm like a peasant actor. Um <laughs> and I was like, okay, why don't I look on his website, see what's up? And uh, it said, like, this thing, if you want to work with him, send, like, your, your headshot, a resume, and, like, a cover letter if you want. And I, and I was, like, I've re- I really sat down, and I wrote, like, this cover letter, and I talked about, like, um, I talked about, like, that I was getting, like, these auditions for, like, pretty big roles for trans roles. Um, and I felt like I wasn't living up to these auditions mm-hmm. and these characters because I didn't really know what I was doing. Like the, I think the biggest one was like, I had a I had a audition for a movie. My scene partner would have been Frances McDormand, and I was like, "There's no way that I know how to act oh my with goodness. that." And so so I reached yeah. out and I and I saw that, and the the assistant got back to me and was like, "He would love to work with you." So I've been like working with Larry Moss uh, for like six months now, and he's like totally like blown my world up in 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 the acting wow world. yeah so wow. i but i was terrified thank you yeah, yeah it was terrible and like amazing. the first session i had with him i was like it was virtual yeah it was virtual okay, okay. and uh, like it was just like he's based in la or something probably yeah i i don't know i actually don't even know which oh. is really cool to not even know where he is and it was just like he's in my screen and um yeah, it was I was awful for the first for the first like few weeks and he's like what's going on? And I was like honestly you work with like really Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Got somebody here. Hey. Hey. Our next guest just came in. Oh yeah. nice. Amazing. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> well that's that's an awesome um that's great. Yeah. I love that. Hey man. Um <laughs> That's an amazing. That's an amazing opportunity. Um, yeah. That's an amazing opportunity. I'm so happy that you got um, you got the chance to, or you're getting the chance to work with him now. Yeah. Um, that's that's fantastic, Harrison. Honestly, Thanks. that's fantastic. Um, thank you so much for coming on today. <laughs> <laughs> this has been this has been amazing. This has been a really great, really great chat, and um, uh, we'll see each other again. I'm sure we will. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Looking out. Thanks. Thanks for coming out, man. Thanks for having me. Thank you. All right.